The SEC football schedule is headed to nine games, and there won't be an East and West division. I'll tell you why that matters for Mississippi State's overall record. Coming up next. You are locked on Mississippi State. Your daily podcast on the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Welcome to Locked On Mississippi State. Thanks for making Locked On Mississippi State your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Blake Scott here as we talk a little Mississippi State football, baseball, and basketball. It's been a huge week on the diamond and on the hardwood for the Bulldogs, and we're going to get into that here in just a second. But first, I want to talk about the SEC football scheduling changes. This episode of Locked On Mississippi State is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. That's right, the official sportsbook of Locked On and Locked On Mississippi State. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. FanDuel.com slash Locked On. We all know Mississippi State baseball, huge win over Southern Miss. Mississippi State basketball on senior night shows out, gets the dub over South Carolina. We're going to get into those in just a minute. But first, I want to talk about something that is the hot button issue of the offseason in the SEC, and that is the change in the scheduling format. That's right. Mississippi State, Ole Miss, your Southeastern Conference football teams are taking a new approach to scheduling, and that's because Texas and Oklahoma are on their way in. That's right. Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC in 2024, and that means we're getting a new football scheduling format, I think, and what all our industry insiders believe is that this thing is headed to the 3-plus-6 model. That's right. That is the 3-plus-6 model that I don't know how well that's really going to work out for Mississippi State. Let me explain it to you. Currently, the way the SEC is set up, if you've been living under a rock or you're new to SEC football, which if you are, fantastic. We appreciate you being alongside Unlocked on Mississippi State, your home for Mississippi State football. Currently, the way it's set up is we have an SEC East and we have an SEC West. We know that. Ole Miss, MSU, LSU, Alabama, Auburn, Arkansas, Texas A&M. That's your SEC West. That leaves you Georgia, Florida, Tennessee, Missouri, Vanderbilt, Kentucky, South Carolina on the East. 14 teams. As it currently stands, you don't play all those teams every year. Right now, Mississippi State lines up in football and they play six teams guaranteed every season. Six teams. That's your SEC West opponents. LSU, Alabama, Auburn, Arkansas, A&M, and of course the Egg Bowl to round out the year against Ole Miss. You play two East teams. Mississippi State's been paired up with Kentucky since the inclusion uh, or since the invention of the SEC East and the SEC West, 1992. So Mississippi State and Kentucky will always play every year. Then they would add another SEC East opponent. What that means is you get weird bubbles, right? Where Mississippi State, Ole Miss, LSU, they only play an Eastern team that's not their permanent opponent. They only play them once every eight years or so. That doesn't work. In a team with in a conference with 14 teams and now with 16 teams with Texas and Oklahoma coming in in 2024, you can't play opponents once every eight years. So there's going to be a shift coming. We know that. That there's two shifts that are headed our way. One we know for certain, one we we still are up in the air. 
there will be no more SEC East and West. It will be the SEC. The top two teams, record-wise, will represent the SEC in Atlanta for the SEC championship. There will no longer be SEC West titles and SEC East titles. That's going away. The question that we still don't know, and what we're here to talk about today, is how will the new formatted schedule look? Is it going to be nine games or eight games? Currently, you play eight SEC games. Since 1992, Mississippi State has played eight SEC games. They are 186 and 184 overall as a football team. Let me, ref- let me say that again. Their overall record since 1992, the expansion of the SEC and the creation of the SEC West and the SEC East, playing an eight-game conference schedule almost every year, their overall record is 186 and 184. MSU is a 6-6 six and six program since the SEC expanded in 1992. They're a 6-6 program. So as a 6-6 program, what does a nine-game schedule look like? Well, it's probably not good. In fact, when you really think about it, playing a ninth SEC game is going to cause a lot more wear factor for teams like Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Arkansas, those teams that find themselves on the back end of the talent spectrum. Okay, They're talented. They're in the 20s in national recruiting. But your other teams, your Bamas, your LSUs, your A&Ms, your Floridas, your Georgias, your Auburns, your Tennessees, they're higher up. Okay, So you're playing more teams per year that have more talent than you if you add a ninth game. It's just the way it's going to work. The other thing that you have to think about is that if you're Mississippi State, you really, really, really need the three teams that you're paired up with in this nine-game schedule to be favorable. In the nine-game schedule, the way they're going to set this system up, should it go to nine games, is it's going to be what's known as the three plus six. Three permanent opponents every year in football, six rotational. So if you think about it, if there's 16 programs in the league, You take yourself out, take Mississippi State out, there's 15 opponents to play. 15 opponents. Every year, you're going to play nine of those 15. Every year, you're going to play nine of those. Six of them will rotate. Three will be permanents. So, State and Ole Miss are going to be permanent opponents. We know that. State and Ole Miss will be permanent opponents. The Egg Bowl is not going anywhere. We're, We're very well aware of that. However... Who are your other two opponents? Right now, you play Alabama, LSU, A&M, and Auburn every year. Alabama, number one overall recruiter. LSU and A&M, top five overall recruiters. Auburn, top 15 overall recruiter. Those are teams that are well, well ahead of you in talent profile. However, you also have teams in the league that you could play like Ole Miss, Arkansas, Kentucky, who you're all you're even with those teams, okay? South Carolina, they got a little bit more talent. Vandy, Missouri, we like those teams, right? Those are names that those are names that if you're in the SEC West, you want to play. So who are Mississippi State's three opponents? It's going to be Ole Miss for sure. And the question is, can you avoid Alabama, Georgia, and probably LSU? Those are the three you want to avoid. Auburn is manageable. A and M is manageable. Obviously, Arkansas, Kentucky, Missouri, 
Vanderbilt are desirable, right? Who are your other two opponents outside of Ole Miss? That's going to be the question. That's the big discussion here in the offseason as we watch the new era of SEC athletics unfold with the addition of Texas and Oklahoma. Again, since 1992, Mississippi State is 186 and 184 in football. That's 6 and 6. You're now going to play an extra SEC game among those games. That record is going to take a hit. Can you maintain a 6 and 6 program over 31 seasons? It's all going to depend on who the three permanents are. Who do they put with Mississippi State outside of Ole Miss? That's going to be the question that really dictates success or failure over the next 10, 20, 30 years for Mississippi State football. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's right, bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel has FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks again for making Locked On Mississippi State your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, hear from big-name insiders, experts, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Blake Scott, this is Locked On Mississippi State. Excited to have you alongside. We're going to jump into some Bulldog basketball. Huge night at the hump. The hump was hooping last night, and that's what we like to see in Stark Vegas. It's been a long time since Mississippi State has had a season go the way it wants in college basketball. In fact, talked about this already. You really have to go back to the Stansberry era, the Rick Ray debacle. I mean, what do you say? What do you say about catastrophe? I can only talk about a car wreck so often. We saw it. We witnessed it. It's over. The Ben Howland era was close, but two things never happened. Two things never happened. One, Ben Howland never sold the fan base on Ben Howland and his program, and that hurt. And two, they never really got over the hump of playing great basketball and, and getting fan buy-in. Mississippi State in year one with Chris Jans, year one with Chris Jans, now has 20 wins. It's the first time since Rick Stansberry that a first-year head coach at Mississippi State basketball has had 20 wins. 
and they are on the cusp. They are right there on the bubble. They are in it to win it right now on Joe Lenardi's bracketology. They probably need one more win, but they are in currently the NCAA tournament in year one of Chris Jans, and that is without a bona fide shooter. What else do you say? What else do you say other than Chris Jans has done the best coaching job in the SEC for sure, but arguably in the country in college basketball this year? It has been an incredible job. Mississippi State wins over South Carolina last night, and I'll be honest, it was an ugly game. 74-68, and you might go, Blake, 74 points, that feels like a lot for Mississippi State basketball. And it is. In fact, they scored 42 in the first half. That's their largest point total in a first half all season. So the energy was there. But what happened, coming out of that first half, Mississippi State scores four points in the first eight minutes of the second half. Four points in the first eight minutes. And South Carolina got up. And you could feel the momentum swing in the building, in the hump. Crowd was good. It wasn't as good as a Saturday game. I get that. It's Tuesday at 8 o'clock. The crowd was good. You also had a baseball game in Pearl that stole some eyeballs as well. But the crowd, the energy was there. Mississippi State falls behind early in the second half. And what do they do? They rely on three guys who, in my opinion, are the catalyst for the team, and it's not even close. Okay, We know who Tolu, Tolu Smith is. We know what Tolu Smith can do. The guy played 30 minutes last night. He had 16 points. He had nine boards, or excuse me, six boards, three assists. He played a great game. But to me, the two guys who spurred this team to victory, and we've talked about it, and we've talked about it, and we've talked about it. It starts with guard play, and it starts with perimeter play. When I look at what Cam Matthews and Shaquille Moore did last night, on senior night, in a game where Mississippi State had to win if they wanted NCAA tournament chances to stay alive, Shaquille Moore drops 20, and Cam Matthews, put together a glue guy line for the ages. Cam Matthews, eight points, six rebounds, five assists, two steals. I mean, it's it's the type of line that goes unnoticed because you go, oh, he didn't have double-digit points, or oh, he didn't have double-digit rebounds, but he did everything. Cam Matthews did everything that you needed in a game where you needed every bit of it. Shaquille Moore blew up 9 of 15 from the field. He hit a three-pointer. It was your only uh, only three-pointer of your starting five, right? Sean Jones hit two. Sean Jones Jr. off the bench hit two threes. But Shaquille Moore hits a three, and he just played situationally good basketball. When you needed a hoop late, when you needed a stop, I thought the charge that Shaq Moore took at the end of that game in the last few minutes, that charge that he took, to steal a possession from South Carolina. That's the type of basketball that Chris Jans has brought to Mississippi State and to Starville. And let me tell you something. One, this season is not over. They have a, play, have a chance to win at Vanderbilt on the weekend, and then they'll go back to Nashville for the SEC tournament, of which right now they are an eight seed. I believe the highest they can finish is an eight seed if they get the win. If they lose, they may can drop to about the 10 seed. I'm not 100% sure. It's going to depend on how things shake out across the SEC over the weekend. But Mississippi State has a chance not only to punch their ticket to the NCAA tournament in year one under Chris Jans, but I think a bigger discussion is what they have an opportunity to do with Chris Jans running the program. If you're a Mississippi State fan, you better be ready to give, you better be ready to approach NIL, and you better be ready to lock up Chris Jans and this basketball program 
if you want to have hoops at the hump hopping the way it was this past, gosh, I guess month now. I mean, the team has won seven, seven out of ten, seven out of nine now at this point. They're on fire. They've beaten really good teams. Beat TCU. Beat Ole Miss on the road. They beat the hottest team in the country in Texas A&M. They took Missouri to overtime on the road. They took Kentucky to the wire at home. This team is playing better basketball than we've seen in over a decade in Starkville. But the only way it's going to continue is if Mississippi State fans commit to the NIL process and commit to keeping Chris Jans in Starkville. We look across the state. Ole Miss is having a coaching search. They're searching for the replacement for Kermit Davis. Odds are they're going to hire someone who will get better results than Kermit Davis got. It just is what it is. Statistically, that's probably going to happen. If you're Mississippi State and you're Chris Jans and company, you have to maximize on this opportunity. Josh Hubbard is available out of MRA. He just decommitted. He got out of his NLI with Ole Miss. He's back on the open market. You're taking a team, most likely, to the NCAA tournament in year one. You've tied Rick Stansberry as the only coach to win 20 games in their opening season at Mississippi State. There is more momentum in this basketball program right now than there has been in the last 15 years combined. Can you take advantage of it? Can Chris Jans, Tolu Smith, Cam Matthews, Shaq Moore, and the rest of the group, can they, one, take advantage of this season, maximize their their path this season, get to the NCAA tournament, and then who knows what happens? Because once you're in the tournament, anything can happen. And then secondly, can you lock up Chris Jans because other teams will come calling? This is, to me, this is SEC Coach of the Year material from Chris Jans. And I don't think, I think you would be very unwise to believe that Chris Jans will not have offers to go other places. You better be ready to lock him up to keep him in Starkville if you want to see Bulldog basketball in the March Madness hunt in the future. This is Locked On Mississippi State. Blake Scott, uh, solo flying today as Bo Bounds is out on assignment. We're going to talk a little Bulldog baseball. We've hit basketball. We've hit the hot topic in football as the SEC expands with the addition of Texas and Oklahoma. But I wanted to talk, I mean, one of the biggest wins of the early season. Mississippi State and Chris Limonis sneak past Southern Miss in Pearl. That's right. Bulldogs get a 10-9 win over the Golden Eagles in Pearl at Trustmark Park, home of the Mississippi Braves. Shout out to General Manager Pete Lavin and the M Braves over there in Pearl. We love those guys. But Mississippi State gets a 10-9 win over Southern Miss in Pearl. And let me tell you something. It felt like a regional atmosphere. This was two teams in the same state that, I'll be honest, they just plain don't like each other. And I, I like that. Give me the old-fashioned slobber knocker drag out in-state brawl, okay? It felt like two cousins trying to figure out who had the better job, the better car, the better-looking wife. It was a fantastic fight between Southern Miss and Mississippi State. MSU gets out early with five runs in the second inning. It's Well, let me rephrase that. Southern Miss scores in the second, 2-0. State responds. It's 5-2. And from that point, Southern Miss really dominated. It was 5-2 to two after two innings, and then Southern Miss scored seven runs to the Mississippi State solo homer for Omani Larry in the fourth. And when we get to the eighth inning, it is 9-5. to five. Nine, Excuse me, 9-6. to 9-6 to six in favor of Southern Miss. 
Bradley Lofton pitched well, but he lost it at the end. That four, that fifth inning, Southern Miss scored four in the fifth inning, and that was kind of that breaking point where Lofton didn't quite have it. You went to Tyler Davis, and Tyler Davis, man, talk about Jekyll and Hyde, right? I, I don't know what to say about the left-hander. The MSU staff feels like he has an opportunity to be fantastic, and I agree. But, boy, has he been up and down to start this season so far. Tyler Davis struggles in the fifth, and MSU finds themselves down 8-6. to six. They give up another run in the eighth. They're down 9-6, to six, headed into the bottom of the eighth. And what happened? This is the first time we've seen the 2021 Cardiac Dogs edition of Mississippi State Baseball since 2021. And those of you who are along for the ride, we remember well. When the ball game got into the seventh, eighth, or ninth inning, two things happened. Either Mississippi State had a lead, and Landon Sims closed the door on that lead, or Mississippi State found themselves behind the eight ball, and either Rowdy Jordan or Tanner Allen found a way to upset the apple cart and get the Bulldogs a win. I think last night was the first example of that since 2021. Last night was the first time you saw Mississippi State's offense take the game over in the eighth or ninth inning and make a comeback. Down nine to six, Mississippi State gets a leadoff double from Lane Forsyth, who, by the way, had two hits. So if you're in the if you're in the hate Lane Forsyth club, which I know a lot of you have been in, if you're in the oh Lane Forsyth, you got to improve club. Well, he's improved. He, he went two for three. And that double in the eighth inning was huge. Lead-off double. Bulldogs work some walks. And then you get a sack fly, a single, a sack fly. You've got four runs in the inning. That's right. Four runs in the inning for Mississippi State. They take the 10-9 lead to the ninth. And then Nate Dome shuts the door on the Golden Eagles. A 10-9 win for Mississippi State. Look, it wasn't pretty. You had three errors. It, you know, it probably could have been 10 to 5 if you don't commit the errors, right? 10 to 4, something like that. But you didn't. Three errors in the ballgame. That's a negative. You've got to clean that up. The defense has not played well through the first start of the season. But what you did do was you hit left-handed pitching and you hit soft-throwing left-handed pitching. These did Southern Miss have some guys up in the 90s? Absolutely. Of course they did. They're a really good baseball program. But you hit some guys who are what we'd like to call crafty lefties. And to this point, that's kind of been something that MSU has struggled with. It's been a thorn in the side of the Bulldogs' offense is hitting soft-throwing lefties, crafty lefties. That's what ULM used to get at the Bulldogs' offense last Tuesday. This Tuesday, we saw Scott Berry and Southern Miss try to use the left-handed pitching approach, and it worked for some parts of the game. But Mississippi State, 10 runs on 7 hits. They were able to work a lot of walks from Southern Miss, but they were also, more importantly, able to get timely hits when it mattered. And I think that's the difference. That's the difference in what happened last night versus what Mississippi State did all last year, which was an inability to get the timely hits. Mississippi State had seven hits, 10 runs, but here's the number I love. You had eight walks, okay? You walked eight times. Did you give up a bunch of walks on the pitching side? Of course, yeah. You gave up 11. That's terrible. But you worked eight walks, you got guys on base, and you kept pressure on the Southern Miss pitching staff, and eventually, you were able to get that dam broken. Amani Larry continues to shine. I thought he was fantastic. Colton Ledbetter might be the newcomer of the year for Mississippi State. 
I mean, the guy is raking. He had a three-run triple in the second inning, part of that five-run inning. Um, he gapped it to the wall in right center field, an absolute laser. Amani Larry had a solo home run to left center field, which you know in M Braves ballpark, that is a bomb. You have to absolutely stroke the baseball to get it out in the deep portions of, of that uh, M Braves ballpark. But nonetheless, Mississippi State gets a huge win <clears throat> on the road, but a neutral site win over Southern Miss in the midweek. Now they turn their attention to the Frisco Classic where they will take on Ohio State, Oklahoma, and Cal. You know Oklahoma was in the College World Series final last year. They lost to Ole Miss in the College World Series championship series. They're in it this year in the Frisco Challenge. And, of course, you're going to play Ohio State and Cal, two more Power 5 opponents. So now the rubber's really hitting the road for Mississippi State. Can you find more pitching out of the bullpen? And can the hitting continue to roll? Right now, Ledbetter, Lane Forsyth really is hitting the ball well. Amani Larry is hitting the ball well. If you have a few other guys roll into form, uh, your Dakota Jordans kind of gets settled as a freshman. Maybe Hunter Hines gets back into his all-American form from last year. This offense has an opportunity, has a chance to be very, very scary. It is a very good offense. Can the pitching keep up? We're going to see. We didn't see Gerangelo Sanjay last night. I'm a little surprised by that. You know, he didn't pitch over the weekend. He didn't pitch last night. I thought we would see Gerangelo in a bullpen role coming out of the pen behind Bradley Lofton. We did not. So perhaps Gerangelo Sanjay going to be on the weekend rotation in Frisco. That would be a huge shakeup. We'll see what the dogs and Chris Lamontis decide to do. They went Cade Smith, Graham Intima, and Landon Gartman this past weekend in the 2-1 series victory over Arizona State. We'll see what the Bulldogs decide to do this weekend as they travel to Frisco. Uh, for Bo Bounce, I'm Blake Scott. Thanks for making Locked On Mississippi State your first listen today. For your second listen, check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Plus, Hear from big-name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.